Teens, if you went, or and leaders, if you went to a Rise summer camp, if you'll just come on up here. Um, teens and leaders, if you went, we're just going to go one at a time. And I've told them, prepare about two to five minutes or so. Some of them have been studying all day, been practicing all day, and they may get up here and have about 23 seconds. And we're going to shout and say, praise the Lord, say amen. And then some of them, I may have to pull them off the stage, like Brother Larry, because they'll be still talking after seven or eight minutes. So, um, so uh Y'all pray for these kiddos. They're nervous. What I'll ask is that the leaders go last um, so that they can take the time if it's still there to fill in and, and make sure everything gets said and things like that. I will say we've had we've have some that texted today and can't, you know, again, they don't drive. So um, some of them's parents are sick and couldn't bring them. And some of them turned around and went right back out of town for vacation. But um, we were able to get this group here tonight. And uh, anybody want to volunteer, be bold to go first tonight? Kenneth will be bold. Come on, buddy. Hi. How are y'all doing? That's good. That's good. Okay. Reject. <laughs> Firstly, I would just like to thank all of y'all for y'all's support and the opportunity y'all have provided to us. Hold the mic up. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> um, between the, all the mulching and all the trees we cut down, just thank you from the bottom of my heart. My sister got saved at one of these several years ago, and I know if she would hear, she'd be up here instead of me going first. So just thank y'all immensely for that. Thank you for going to the barbecue lunch. I liked it. I don't know if y'all liked it, but I enjoyed it. Again, thank y'all for putting up with us <laughs> the past couple of months and hounding y'all for support. Just thank y'all. I've seen many of these people up here. They all, many, many went down the altar. Many made decisions, whether it was to get right or whatever it was. God has been good to us as we were there, and he moved in all the services. So just thank y'all and thank the Lord that we were able to go and made it back in one piece. Right. Now the services were really fun. Everyone there was divided into eight different teams and we were on the black team. And each team got a flag. Now, there are many stories of what have occurred with the flags and many of these people may tell you about them. But I'm gonna tell you about one, no. Y'all know Evan, wherever he is. Evan, please stand up. All right, so on the black team, we kind of took charge of the flag. Uh, everyone here has ran it once, I believe, but Evan had this brilliant idea. So amazing. If I got on his shoulders, we would be taller than everyone. So I jump on his shoulder. You see how big he is, right? So we're like eight foot 14 at this point. We're like way up there and Evan takes off running. Now, <laughs> Evan, I love Evan, but he only had me with one arm all over my leg. So my other arm, legs flopping like this out to the side, and I got one hand on his hair. You see this luscious mullet? That was my handle. So I got the flag in one hand, my leg kicking out over here, and I'm holding on to his hair for dear life. I felt like John Wayne. It was awesome. He's just booking it across the auditorium. And then he starts slowing down. He's like, you're really heavy, Kenneth. Oh, yeah. This is true. <laughs> Evan had just consumed 20-plus slices of pizza. <laughs> so we get over there, and he, and he starts leaning over. And he's like, I'll get, I'm like, I'll get off. So he's like, okay. And he starts leaning over, and I take a nosedive right off of that man's head. Right into, Andrew, please stand up. His arms. Yeah. Andrew caught him. Yes. So I like from the top of Evan's head to the Andrew's arms, I had reached terminal velocity. And I don't know how he caught me. <laughs> but all I can think about is everyone on the black team, because we're over in purple section now. And all they can see is my legs holding on Evan's shoulders and then just my torso just gone. There is no visual way to see my torso. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But uh, Jesus moved while we were up there. God did. It was amazing. Uh, I mentioned it before, but I don't think you truly understand how many people went down to the altar, how many people made professions of faith. I believe it was something like, what was it, 100 one night? For the entire conference, there were over 200 students that gave their life to Christ. Amen to that. But I would like to ask all of you to pray for all these people up here. They had some fun up there, and most of them, I found out, are, in fact, insane. <laughs> Just reaffirming that for me. But Jesus dealt with my life. Jesus dealt with everyone up here. And I'm very glad that we all were able to go. Thank you. Amen. You can give that to Jay Smooth, Jaden right there. All right, uh, before Jaden comes, I just want to stand in on behalf of a young lady named Miss Chloe. Um, her mom is sick tonight or else she would be here, um, but Miss Chloe came to the youth group three weeks before we left, um, and Maddie Royal, she wasn't able to get off work, so we had a spot opened up, and three weeks before we left, we asked Miss Chloe and her mom if she would like to go, so we've just met this young lady. Um, and on the last night, uh, Miss Chloe made a profession of faith that she trusted Christ as her Savior. Um, so it just goes to show you, you know, all those dollars that you give and all those funds. We try to plan and we try to prepare and give our ideas for them. But, you know, a young lady that we met just three weeks before we left got on that bus, went up there, found Jesus, made a profession. Um, and her life is eternally changed just because of our church and the Lord working through us and he gets all the glory and all the praise. Um, but I didn't want her story to fall by the wayside tonight, even though she wasn't here. So that's Miss Chloe. Um, hopefully her mama gets better. She'll be here Sunday or Wednesday. She came, she came for the first time on a Wednesday night and then was here Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday, and then went with us. So, um, but, uh, that was her story. All right, Jaden, you go ahead. This is Jaden. You may have, you may not recognize him, his hair used to be way out here and way over here and way up here. Some of y'all, that, that was the boy that y'all saw come in and go, that boy needs a haircut. Well, he got one. He got one. He's looking sharp. I'm digging it. All right, go ahead, Jaden. Okay, I don't think I'll have uh, quite the testimony as Kenneth. Uh, I'll start off by saying thank you. I know for me and my brother, we wouldn't be able to go if it wasn't for fundraisers. And probably a lot of other people in the youth group. Uh, I don't have quite as funny as a story as Kenneth. We just got to, I was part of Jake's group for Dollywood, and it would be me, Big Cam, and everybody else, including Chase, which was fun to pull him around to force him to ride rides, but uh, Jake is, I don't know how, probably like 6'3", six, six and has the stride of Michael Jordan, so we would have to sprint to keep up with him. And it was just fun doing that throughout the day. And uh, God definitely was moving during the camp. It's different to come back to church and see that it's not moving. And that uh, we're not out getting people like we should be. But seeing 4,000 teens, pastors, and everybody up shouting and screaming and praising God definitely was a great experience. And... I was glad to get uh, a lot put on my mind that I needed to fix. But again, thank you for letting us go. And thank God that we got back safe and Jackson didn't lose a leg or arm. Just so y'all can put them together and know who's who, that's Jaden. And then Jackson, you're going to go next. This is his little brother. And uh, Jackson has pretty much found himself, he's everyone in the youth group's little brother, okay? Um, even though there may be some people younger than him, he's still their little brother. Um, so he has a special place in all our hearts. Um, heart of gold, sweet as can be, but you just want to strangle him sometimes. And, and that's okay. I love him. Go ahead, go ahead, Jackson. Um, first off, I'd like to say thank you. Kind of as my brother said, me and many others in the youth group would not have been able to go if it wasn't for you guys and your donations and fundraisers, stuff like that. Um, speaking on the flags, as Kenneth said, 
Me and Chase Swaney over there were Mission Impossible the entire trip. Anytime we saw an opportunity to steal, we did. The flags. <laughs> steal the other team's flags. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's part of the game, church. All right. This is why I have a microphone, son. All right, go ahead. Um. <laughs> Also roomed with Brother Bryce, scary. Um, Evan almost lost an arm to that man, but I'd also like to say that I know, especially for me and others in the youth group, that God definitely did move during this trip. I've never rejoiced, prayed, and just overall fell on my face for God like I did this week, or not this week, the week of camp. And once again, I'd like to say thank you for giving me this opportunity to go. Thank you. Hold on a second. Why am I still here? Tell them, the, uh, tell them the story you told me about the week or what happened after you got back. It was, um, go ahead. I went out to play basketball, and a young lady came walking down the street, and she had just been assaulted by a boyfriend of hers. And she was walking down the street crying, and I stopped her as she walked in front of me, and I asked her if I could pray for her, and she allowed me to. And the, her entire mood changed after the situation. She was rejoicing, and the just entire way she changed her mood, her like viewpoint at the time, just really flooded my heart. And so. Okay. Uh, Jackson was one of my roommates during camp, and Andrew was the other one. They realized that they were best friends and didn't even know it till they got up there. Um, but they both love the same snacks, and they both have this disorder with their hands. Um, it's a chronic condition, I'm sure, maybe hereditary, but whatever's in their hands drops to the floor. And they just leave it there because I, I guess there's something so bad wrong with their hands they can't pick it back up. Um, but Andrew, you come, you come talk next. Just tell about the Lord. I know you're nervous, buddy. I'll be right here by you. I'll help you. Um, just tell what the Lord did for you this week. Um, tell your stories about camp. Don't pick on me too much. I know I was, I'm not the best, I'm not the favorite chaperone. I'm not the, I'm not the cool one with Michael Jordan strides, okay? But, um, but, uh, but uh, go ahead, Andrew. Um, so this week it was great and I would as everyone else has already said I would like to thank everyone for all the fundraisers and the mulch and, and, and allowing me to put down the mulch for money to go to camp and everything um and also would like to thank um my friend Tyree who's not here today because he's with a trip and with Jim Bob and his uncle Frankie but uh then at the time when they went went on that trip the storm came over and blew all their supplies away, so they had to go buy new supplies and everything. So he can't be here today, but I would like to thank him for inviting me. And this was my first ever time going to this camp and everything. And I would just like to say it was one of the best church services I ever had. All the other churches I've ever went to were kind of just like, they just sat me in a room and handed me goldfish and water. <laughs> No, I, all I did was sit there, and then if we got up, they said, just please go sit back down while they're just sitting on their phones. It was kind of, you know, just sitting there for two hours. But um, when I went there, it was one of the most moving church experiences I've, I've, I've ever had. I really felt like God was there with me that day. And um, I would like to say thank you for everyone, and thank you for allowing me to come to this church. And... Um, it was one of the best, um, one of the best churches I've ever went to, and I'm planning on going again next year. And also, I would like to say a story of when I went to the uh, Dollywood. Um, I was with Kenneth uh, over there, and also um, Evan, as well as um, never mind. I can't remember the name. Sorry. <laughs> It was a long week. It yeah, was a long it was week. Aiden. Sorry, Aiden. I rode a bunch of rides with Aiden, and he acted like he was not phased by any of the roller coasters or anything. I was, I w I did not want to go on the eagle, but then I went on the lightning rod, and, and then after we got off the lightning rod, I it scared me to death. My glasses fell off, 
and um, I had to catch my glasses. And then when I went on the Tennessee tornado, when we hit the giant drop, I started sliding out of my seat, rising up. I left my GoPro all the way at the lightning rod, so we had to hurry all the way back. And I almost had a heart attack just trying to go grab that, because I was like, my mom would kill me if I were about, if I was just about to lose this. That was a hundred dollars down the drain. Um, so I went over there and grabbed that, and it was one of the. It was really fun, and I definitely want to go again, but I probably won't because it's so far away. Unless we go again next year. So, and to end it, I would like to. I would like to thank everyone once again, and um, uh, yeah, yeah. And and he was nervous. Come here, Aiden. You've been shouted out so much. You need to come up here and defend yourself, buddy. Um, I will say, come here, Bubba. I, I want to brag on you for one, one thing this week. Um, I will say um, there was never somebody in the altar without this young man with him. Um, and it kept giving me double takes because the back of this boy's head looks like the back of my boy's head. Um, and I kept thinking I was seeing Bradley, but it was Aiden all week. He was always willing to pray with people. And you may not think it by looking at him. This boy right here is smart. Me and Miss Candy, we found him at the amusement park at the end of the day, and he's wearing his shined-up brand-new church shoes his daddy bought him. Had been wearing them all day to the amusement park, okay? So what y'all just did is what me and Miss Candy did. Boy, what in the world are you doing? Your daddy's going to kill you. And he goes, platforms, I'm tall enough to ride the rides. <laughs> and me and Miss Candy were like, good point. We didn't say anything, but you go ahead, Aiden. I just had to tell that story. So I really love camp because it was a great experience to learn more about God and get closer with Him. And it was just amazing to me to see all the teens that week that got saved. And just a funny moment I want to share with you guys. I was in the same room with Kenneth. So we shared the same bed. One night, I wake up. He's staring right at me with his eyes wide open. Turns out he sleeps with his eyes open. <laughs> And this week, I feel like the Lord has called me to be a missionary when I'm older. And um, he really spoke to me this week a lot. And I just want to say thank all you guys for making all that possible. Yeah, thank you. Amen. No, we're going to go with Mr. Uh, Chase Swaney. This poor feller. He, he, we were on the bus on the way here tonight, and he said, I'm really having a hard time coming up with something fun or funny to tell the, tell the church about. And I was like, that's because you was in trouble the whole time. <laughs> but uh, he definitely did the most push-ups and the most burpees and the most disciplinary actions. But the end of the day he's a sweetheart had a heart of gold he meant well on all the things he was trying to do he just didn't act well but we'll we'll forgive him um go ahead chase you tell your story about camp buddy uh i just want to say thank you to everyone that has helped provide for me to go and anyone else that got to go i mean it was such a blessing what god had did with me this week uh personally i've never felt a close relationship with god and when i was thinking of camp i was more excited for dollywood and go-karting but at the end of the day, I think I enjoyed services uh, more than anything. But uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone that helped me go, and I'd be looking forward to going again next year. Um. All right, Miss Piper, you're up. You've been up there smiling, ready to go. Some of y'all know Miss Piper. Miss Piper's been coming since she's about that big, about knee high to a footstool. Um, and she's always been a ball of sunshine every time she's here. Um, now she's a teenager, and she, be, being a teenager, she knows everything now. Um, that's good, because um, I don't know anything. Miss Candy doesn't, so I'm glad he sent us somebody like Piper that knows everything and can teach us things. Um, but Piper, you just tell the church what, what happened with you this week. Um, I just want to say thank you all because of camp. It was the best week of my life. Every year, I went for two years so far, and it was great. And he just showed me that what I wanted, what I needed to hear. And with that, I was 
I'm just going to say I was going around thinking about purity. Because of people this age, they lose that. I don't. And he showed me that I don't need to. That it's something that I need to keep. And I know I'm not good with my words, but I'm trying today. Um, and also a funny story that I have is, so I rode the Eagle. And I was wearing my big baggy jeans. I think some of y'all have seen me in them. And I had $20 in there. I did not after the ride. So, I know, right? And so, that was a funny story for me to tell my mom. Because she's over there, and whenever Bryce was talking, she, she, you know that look she had, that motherly look of, I know. But camp was a great week. It showed me what I wanted to look forward to. Not the rides, not go-karting, not swimming. I loved how church was. And I just want to say thank you all for everything, and thank you for being here. Just in case some of y'all didn't hear, because the microphone got down here a little bit. Preacher, in the middle of the week, preached on purity. Um, and that was what Piper was saying that he challenged her with, and she wanted to keep because uh, she said that other kids her age don't keep that, but she's going to. So that's awesome. So that's awesome. Um, Cam, not even remotely worried, not even stressed at all. This boy right here, I went to high school with his big brother, and I'm sorry, but you're just like him. So, uh, but he's a good boy. Go ahead, Cam. I just want to say thank you for everybody coming to the to the fundraisers, it was fun. Um, thank you, I had, although it didn't look like it, I had. It looked like, although it didn't look like it, I had the fear of God put in me this week because all the services were really great. Um, not only did I have the fear of God in me, I had the fear of Pastor Bryce and Jake back there put in me. One punishment was that if we went away too many times from the group, that we would get our head shaved bald. Like, that bald, and that bald. And I did not want that, okay? So, I did go away sometimes, but I tried my best to stay with the group, and thank you again for letting me go to camp. It was so much fun. So what's so wonderful about this trip is our leaders did such a good job. I'd have kids come up to me in tears. I don't know where Jake is. I don't know where he's at. Where is he? I'm like, he's your chaperone. You're supposed to keep. I've got to find him. I don't want to be bald. I don't want to be bald. So Chelsea, you come all the way up. Sometimes, sometimes you got to teach teenagers in ways that they understand. Go ahead, Miss Chelsea. Okay. First of all, I want to say thank you to everyone that helped me get to camp this year. It was such a blessing to get to go. Um, a funny thing I want to share was um, when we were shopping Friday, um, this girl was struggling trying to get these pair of shorts off a top shelf. And my friend Alexis told me to get on her shoulders. And I fell off her shoulders and face planted in the floor in front of everyone. And <laughs> people laugh at me. Um, and, um, I've been struggling with something for about a year now. I'm not going to say what it is because it's personal, but God told me to go to the altar and pray about it, and he really helped me with my problem. And it was just amazing seeing 4,000 people worship God. Zane, been hiding over here behind me. Well played. He's a trained professional church kid right here. He knows you just sit behind the preacher. He'll forget you're back there. That's it. Zane, you could tell he was a veteran this week. Um, he was a champ. When kids were losing their minds, didn't know what to do, Zane always was cool, calm, and collected and was able to tell them what not to do so they would get in trouble and he could laugh. So uh, go ahead, Zane. So first of all, I want to say thank you. Because it would have been a lot harder to go to camp if it wasn't for the uh, fundraisers and work I could do to raise money to go to camp. And uh, 
One thing that was funny was I got on the bus and like everyone was hyping me up to do the wing challenge and by everyone I mean that guy right there. <laughs> so uh, I get on the bus and then everyone's like, oh, we're going to Quaker Steak and Lube today. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> and then uh, everyone's like, yeah, we're going to Quaker Steak and Lube. So first thing I know, we're at Quaker Steak and Lube, the place where the wing challenge is. So I go up there and I'm like, I'm not sure what to get. I don't want to eat like a whole lot before the wing challenge. So I get a, some fries and some ranch. And then I go back and I order the wing challenge. And then I go back expecting the fries and the ranch first. And then here comes the wing challenge. And I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> so uh, that happened. And then uh, my, <laughs> my main priority in the wing challenge was to beat this guy right here. Because he's been doing it like every year. Um, and uh, I would have beaten him, but the last wing I got... The bone broke off. Excuses. And I had to spit it out. And I was like, oh, no. So he goes. And then I'm like, oh, no. So that was that. Um, and then uh, um, it was a blessing to go down to the altar with so many of my friends uh, with their struggles. And uh, just imagine having service after service of people, hundreds of people going down to the altar and praying and just keep on going. And then uh, it's just, there's this one message where uh, Kenny Baldwin talked about getting your Jonah off your boat. So like leaving your problems at the altar. And that really helped me get stuff off of my chest and uh, yeah, there we go. Amen. Ben, Ben, Ben. All right, give me Radelski up there. Mr. Always Smiling. You can't, you can't not smile, my man. Go ahead, buddy. Oh, let's see here. I want to thank you guys for letting us go to camp this year. If it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't have been able to go. Uh, but one of my funny moments was when we were go-karting. That one there spun me out. Safely. Sure. And then this lady, <laughs> some random lady just comes up right beside me and T-bones me so hard. I don't know if this is normal, but I still have a headache from that. Not really. Not really. But I really should. <laughs> uh, the way that God moved this week was amazing. The way camp is, there's no way to explain how amazing it is, but I'll be looking forward to going next year. All right. All right. All right, so this, he's already kind of famous here at Anchor Hope because he was pretty much the star of the video. Um, that's because, and I want to brag on him, if there was a competition of any kind, or if there was a, we need somebody brave, but here's the thing about Evan, they could say, we need somebody to take out the trash, Evan would be there. They could say, I need somebody to go sweep the floor, Evan would be there. They could say, I need somebody to show up and go uh, cut down this tree or mulch this yard or do that, he's there. Um, so, so no, that's the kind of young man we've got here. Um, and that's that's why he was in all those videos is because he's he's just so driven to be involved in everything Especially if it's got anything to do with loving Jesus, but go ahead Evan uh, First of all, I'd like to thank everybody that helped us go by funding and everything else like that We are all able to go. Oh, yes, everybody here was able to go. I can promise you that much First of all, I can easily talk about this for over an hour as my dad found out the hard way Friday but I don't feel like taking everybody's time this week, so I'm going to hope the rest of the group decides to. One thing that happened was... Uh... You were telling your dad Friday? 
It's okay. It happens wait, to the wait, best uh, of us. Uh, Go, do it. So uh, one of the things that happened was, well, at Dollywood, we were all going up to get food, the four people in our group. I was up there with Kenneth waiting in line to get food when suddenly a group of strangers approaches us and they're like, hey, for our church, we're trying to act like we can find celebrities and then say, will you act as... So they're saying, can you act as Billy Ray Cyrus for us real quick? So Kenneth just looks at him and just says, uh, no, but he can do Bigfoot. So, so before I know it, in about two minutes, they're recording me acting like Bigfoot in a Dollywood food line. So, so that was fun. I'm Bigfoot now. Thank you, Evan. Evan, just to make sure I'm not saying anything out of turn, um, he said for the past two months, God's been dealing with him about ministry, and this week he made it clear he's not sure how, he's not sure what. But Evan, would you say that God's leading you in the direction of ministry to do something for him? Good. Well, praise the Lord for that. All right. I think that's all the teenagers. Um, Miss Tina, I'm going to let you go first with the counselors. Um, Miss Tina is a trooper, her and her husband, Brother Don. Um, Brother Don, bless his heart, he's away fishing this week. Somebody's got to go do that. Um, uh, but uh, you go ahead, Miss Tina. Okay. Well, I know that last year I'd asked Pastor Bryce that I, what was it I said, that I'd like to. Can I go to camp? No. Oh. I, no, <laughs> I said that I needed to help, and you said just show up. That's right. Uh -huh. That's right. Uh, and so I started volunteering with the teens, and he said that I'd show up and be blessed, and that's what I've been, blessed. <laughs> and I've never been more energized, and I just daily need to be revived and get back into the Word, and stay in the Word, and let's just pray, <laughs> to continue to pray for these young ones behind me to can in, encourage me and for me to be an encouragement to them, and there is nothing more than this being an encouragement, and to lift my spirits and for me to be an encouragement to them. And thank you all for all of the um, hmm, patience with me and my disability and understanding. And give God the glory for everything. Thank you. Amen. God uses Miss Tina greatly. We've started doing um, small groups out there on Wednesday nights where before, the, before worship service, we split into small groups, and they each go with a counselor each, each week, and the counselors have been doing Bible studies with them and following up with them and teaching them memory verses and stuff like that. And Miss Tina's got a gift, and she may not even realize it, um, but it doesn't matter how many teenage girls walk into their small group area with frowns and scowls and, and sadness and depression and anxiety Every single one of them come out smiling and grinning with joy because she's just able to pour herself into them and her joy and her optimism. And uh, with you know, the health situation that Miss Tina has, for her to be optimistic, we can all be optimistic. So always keep that in mind. Uh, Miss Christina, I'm going to let the ladies go first. First of all, I can't say enough for the... Um, <clears throat> staff that we have here and the leaders um, all week I had a bummed knee and they all dealt with me and I can't be thankful enough for that um, about a year ago after the students got back from camp last year it was been on my heart that I really wanted to work with the teens and Bryce and Candy made it possible that I was able to come up and assist with them. It has been an honor to be able to work with each and every one of them closely and become very close with them and to teach them that God loves them. Um, to watch them over this whole past week praising God, and to be able to hold my son sobbing because, you know, he's gone to the altar. It was, it was a, 
a feeling I can't ever explain, to watch thousands of children go to the altar. It's, it's a, a feeling you can't explain unless you actually are there witnessing it. Beyond my wildest dreams, I don't want to miss another day. It has driven me to become closer to God and to find what my purpose is. That's all I have. Thank you. The time has come. Come on up here. The youth group calls him Papa, but y'all know him as Brother Larry Roberts. Come on up here. Anybody after me have a chance. <laughs> I'll throw something. First at you. of all, thank y'all everybody for all the help you do. I got several things I want to say, but I am very forgetful, and I may not get everything said. But um, he's got me on a time limit. Got me on a time limit. Um, Alex, I'll just tell you some of the fun stuff first. I, Alex and I, I, I looked up there and saw this big old swing. I thought, piece of cake. I can do that. As old as I am, I can do that. I thought, okay, so I got up there in line. Nobody getting, somebody got out of line. It was going to go with me. And I thought, okay. So Alex agreed to go with me. So we went up. We went up in this gigantic tire. And they put us in the seat, strapped us all down. And I'm thinking, why are they strapping me down like I'm in a race car? If I'm just going to swing. They, the thing started out and Alex was talking and I couldn't, I couldn't hardly understand what he's saying, but they turned us upside down. I said, this thing has fallen apart and we're fixing. I said, Alex, something's wrong. About that time they let it go. He screamed bloody murder all the way down. I said, you ain't wrong. And I was screaming too. And finally, we got back up to top, and I thought, that's the last one I'm going to ride. We get down, and we start to get down, and they strapped us in this other seat to come back down that we went up in real slow. I thought, what's going on? And they said, are y'all ready to go down? And Alex said, yeah, I'm ready to go. I said, yeah, I'm ready to go. Let's go. But anyhow, uh, we, we got up a race at, at the NASCAR track. King of the hill, right here. So I pulled a little trick on him. We got over, he said, let's go over here and watch these cars and see about the two that are equal and we'll flip a coin and see who gets the fastest one. And I thought, okay. But he said something the day before that I did not forget. Rubbing, in, uh, in racing their rules, there are no rules. He said that. So I said, okay. I'll go, I'm, okay. So uh, at the last second, nobody's over there but Levi. And me, me and Levi was in front of him. And I got the slowest car from just looking at it. That didn't mean it was the slowest car. But the, but the orange car was outrunning them, but not a lot. So I said, Levi, I'm getting in the yellow car. Orange. You got in the, the orange car. Yeah, the fastest one. But I asked you at the last second, I said, in this racing, there are no rules. That's right. Yes, sir, there's I no I mistakenly rules. said that, yes. So I took the orange car. Yeah. Well, he got a good lead on me, and he was doing real good, but he made a terrible mistake. 
He tried to block me. <laughs> In NASCAR, when you try to block somebody, they get you. Eventually, the one you block will get you. But I didn't try to wreck him or nothing like that, but it slowed him down. And I'd get up there beside him, and I think it's on the last lap that I went around him. Thank the Lord, I outrun him. <laughs> but, guys, that don't mean anything. What means something that we had fun, and believe it or not, he's still my friend. <laughs> and when we were there, uh, you see that God is real. God is real. And you had a lot of chances to go back up to the altar, which was great. Had some great music, great preachers. And I grew up in an era that I, I got to hear some of that in my day going to tent revivals. And one time in a brush harbor. You ever know what a brush harbor? I didn't ask y'all about a brush harbor. You know what a brush harbor? They put up a bunch of brush just like in the jungle. And we had church in it. But um, there was something else that I wanted to say. Um, I was trying to be a little strict on you guys. But you know, even though I'm do say something to you in a mean manner and stuff. I love every one of you guys. You, Y'all have become special to Papa. Just like my babies over here. And don't ever forget that in your whole life. That God is real. Live in the light. Try very hard when you do something to do it your best. And... I'll be proud of you. And thank y'all. Thank y'all. Amen. We, we all pick on Papa because he can come up and, you know, he can tell some stories. And once you've heard them about the seventh or eighth time, they're not as good anymore. Um, what I've always noticed about Papa's stories is there's about 10% truth and about 90% fun. Um, but what I will say is church that there are and they're not listening right now and this isn't for them this is for y'all there are there are young men up here and young ladies that would give anything to have a papaw like what this papaw has been to them this week um and anytime he gets the chance to and while we may look at it and laugh or we may look at it and see that oh that's just brother larry um, there are some boys that will just curl up at his feet and sit there with eyes wide open and ears wide open, listening to him testify and tell stories of what God's done for him, what God's done in his life. Um, and I would not trade that man's experience um, in cheating or in life um, for anything in the world, because I did say there were no rules. And after we flipped that coin, he said, there's no rules. And he got in that fast car and he whooped me. So that's what it is. I learned a lesson this week. Jake, if you'll come up. Uh, my man, He's, he was a hero to me this week for sure. Go ahead, Brother Jake. Good evening, church family. Um, I'd like to start, and from the bottom of my heart, thank each and every one of you that helped these kids get to church, uh, to camp. I mean, I, I can't thank you enough. Some of these kids could not have gone without you guys, and I can personally tell you that there's kids in this group that have made life-changing commitments because of that camp. We won't know the fruit of all this until we get to glory one day. Um, out of all the things in camp, I really don't know one to pick. Um, there was so many fun and funny moments. You guys saw the video we made, um, and really that's a highlight of fun and funny times. It's not what camp was about. Camp all the moments that were just filled with God, nobody had a camera out. Nobody was filming it to show you guys because we were there. We were, we were just enveloped in the Spirit of God. Uh, one of the fun things that happened, I guess, was, um, and Alex talked about it a little bit, but uh, me, Bryce, and a couple of the older guys decided to have more fun on these slower go-karts we would have a point system to see who could spin out the others. 
amongst us. Um, I won, but uh, Alex did end up getting T-boned by an unsuspecting lady who had no idea we were playing this game. Safely. Semi-safely. I still laugh about this uh, a week later, whatever it's been now. Um, Some of the things that we that we um, got to experience during camp was very, very powerful messages. Guys, I mean, messages that just hit you right in the core. Um, Bryce talked about this Sunday. I told him the message Thursday night, was it Thursday night or morning, CT? Thursday night, CT Townsend preached and, and I said it. I'm already saved. I know 100% where I'm going when I die, but I was ready to run up there and get saved again. I mean, it, the Spirit of God moved through that place like you wouldn't believe. I wish I could describe it better, but you really have to be there. Um, you had 4,000 kids, and I guarantee that at least half of those kids, if not more, were at the altars throughout the week. You had Kenny Baldwin talking about our Jonah. God came after Jonah when he was on that on the boat. He was running from God. And the only way that the storm was going to stop is if they threw Jonah overboard. That's what all these kids had to do. And they all felt it. Um, guys, again, thank you all so incredibly much. Um, I pray that you guys feel blessed in knowing that all of y'all's efforts really, really paid off this week. Jake was, he was kind of my superhero all week. Um, as a youth pastor, if there's a challenge to be taken or a gauntlet to be ran, the youth pastor does it. That's, I mean, that's in the ministry fine print. The youth pastor is by default. You have to partake in every challenge and you must win and you must crush um, the ambitions and the goals of the young people so that they can strive to do better next time. Um, and we did the wing challenge on day one, and in church, you just, you just don't understand. When they bring these hot wings out from this restaurant, the entire kitchen staff comes out to mock you and to laugh at you because it's just that bad. And later on in the week, there was going to be a pizza eating contest that I was, again, going to have to partake in. And Jake jumped up and said, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll volunteer myself as tribute. And... It, he said it. He said, I now understand what it means to be a youth pastor because it seems like when you do things like this and you jump in, you're always rewarded, you know, evil for good sometimes where he ate 26 slices of pizza and then there was a communication error at the camp and all 4,000 of the people trying to go to church were stuck in a hallway. And the hallway started to get 90 degrees, 95 degrees, because you have all these people, and it was starting to become an emergency situation. And there Jake is, in the middle of it, with 26 slices of pizza in his stomach. And all I could do, and I wanted to help him, I really could, but all I could do from about 20 people back was call a cell phone and just ask, how are you feeling, buddy? <laughs> On a scale of 1 to 12, how hot are you right now? And uh, he, was, he was hurting, but I can't, I, I could sit up here and brag on leaders all day. But, um, you know, uh, again, we've got some young men and young ladies up here that don't necessarily have somebody that they can look at and, and, be, and follow and have a role model. But the people we took this week were God's finest, and they showed out. But Miss Candy, if you will, um, be our last chaperone to testify tonight. I, just making sure I didn't miss anybody, right? One of the youth who... Oh, she's scared. She ain't coming up here. Miss Addie's already told me she ain't doing this. She's, she's scared. Yes, we did get to take Miss Adelie with us this year, and it was definitely <laughs> a different experience there. And I just want to say thank you, church. Um, y'all get to help me celebrate my anniversary now for five years, we've got to go out of town and celebrate. We celebrated our eighth eighth anniversary, but five years with them. (laughs) So thank y'all there. I just wanna encourage and let you all know, out of all of their testimonies that they shared with you, is that they've learned how to pray this week. Several, most of the ones we took with us all have a profession of faith that they know the Lord Jesus Christ is their savior. But their testimonies they shared with their church 
is that they were at the altar praying. They took use of the altars and the time to just separate themselves and pray, whether it's with their group that they shared burdens to pray with each other or one-on-one, they just needed to share things and get right with God. And I love how each of them were giving you different testimonies of how God spoke to them differently. We heard great, powerful messages all week long about getting rid of stuff in your life that you don't need, being bold and being brave to follow after Jesus, a message challenging on purity because we know how relevant that is and what they're faced with and what they're taught and what they see on a daily basis in their lives that they lived. They had a message on spiritual warfare and on the battles that they'll face and everything like that. And then on the very last night, they had a message on, are you lost or are you found? And each of them were challenged. And a quote that was given in that message that really hung to me, and that has encouraged me, want to just keep going a little further in youth ministry, want to just keep loving and holding on to them a little further in youth ministry. And before I tell you that quote, I got to tell you, I had a big challenge that I know I shared with a lot of y'all before we went that I asked you to pray for me specifically in one thing. Brother Jake did not like my prayer request this week, but I think I did pretty good myself. My challenge was to not yell at the teenagers. (laughs) When they're not listening, I did not yell. I just stood there quietly and let everybody else yell at them until they looked at me and got their next direction. But the quote that was shared was, we want to pray for a generation that is running as far away from hell and its possibilities and running towards Jesus in heaven. As our world and what they're faced in, they don't even know how close and how tempted they are with sin and possibility and devils and spirits and fighting against them. But we want to pray for a generation and a group who is purposely running away from all of that, running away from Satan and all of his tactics towards us and running away from hell and running purposely towards Christ and Jesus, what he has to offer for us. Thank you, church. Y'all can go, y'all can go back down. Y'all can go back down. While they're going, church, just give them one more hand. They were scared to death. All right. Um, I've been sitting up here, had several different things roll through my mind as they were all different, telling different stories and sharing different experiences. Um, but as CT preached the last night, he, he pulled an excerpt from scripture and it really just brought it all home for me for the week um, because the Holy Spirit has this, and, and you know it and I know it, but sometimes we forget it. The Holy Spirit has the supernatural ability that while 4,500 students were in that building, he comes and talks to you and he comes and sits down next to you and he comes and puts his arms around you. And it would have been very easy for any one of these teenagers to just get caught up in a moment, got caught up in emotion, and got caught up um, in the excitement and the hubbub of a meeting like this. But I watched the Holy Spirit deal with people battling, and I'm not naming names. Nobody needs to know. God knows. And But I watched the Holy Spirit deal with people battling depression. I watched the Holy Spirit deal with people that were not going home to the best house when they got home. I watched the Holy Spirit deal with people that weren't going back to a Christian home where people were waiting to keep praying for them and keep encouraging them, but instead tempting them to do the very things that were being preached against. I watched kids that, um, in our group and in other groups, that um, would give anything just to take their last words to their parents back before their parents OD'd or their parents um, drank themselves to death or different things like that. And I watched the Holy Spirit of God move to each and every one. And us preachers are very guilty of this as we we get so caught up in watching what he does for everybody else that we forget to allow him to minister to us. And the very last night, um, he, he read these passages of Scripture in Luke 15, and they say, And he spake a parable unto them, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, Doth not he leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it? And when he hath found it, he lay it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. And then he goes on, Jesus is teaching here, and he says, Either what woman having ten pieces of silver, 
If she loses one piece, does not light a candle and sweep the whole house and seek diligently till she find it. And when she hath found it, she calleth her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I had lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. And he said, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me, and divideth unto them his living. And we know the end of this story. We know that the son said to them, Father, in verse 21, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe, and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand, and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fatted calf, and kill it. And let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And he began to be married. There in Luke 15, Jesus gives us three examples of three lost things. And he speaks on the significance that even though you're saved, even though you're found, even though you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, sometimes you can still be that sheep that wanders and does what you want to do and, and disobeys what, what God has in your heart. Or you can be that coin that falls by the wayside and you're no longer fellowshipping with God and with the people of God as you should. Or you can be that uh, one son that decides you're going to do it your way and, and, and tell you know your father to stay at the house and that you're going to go out and do what you want to do. And through that preaching, he, he tugged and he pulled at my heart and really challenged me to say, hey, what you're doing and, and what you're, the ministry I've called you to and the ministry I've allowed you to take part in is, is not yours, Bryce. It's my ministry, first of all, and it's God's ministry and that I've allowed you to take a small part in it, but I haven't forgot about you, Bryce. I haven't forgot that I need to minister to you. And I haven't forgot that there's some things in your life that need convicting, and there's things in your life that need changing, and there's things in your, in your home that need adjusting. And, and Bryce, I'm here for you too. And that, that really hit me this week that a lot of times in the church especially, we get, we get so outward focused that we forget the inward, that we forget to let the Holy Spirit do something in us. And it was like he turned a little light bulb on inside this uh, young, dumb guy's head and said, hey... The reason this was able to happen at this meeting, the reason you're seeing the altars full, the reason you're seeing the preaching with power, the reason you're seeing people praising and shouting and praying God is because each person individually is allowing God to minister to them and is opening their heart and allowing God to, to touch them and to comfort them. And each person individually is remembering when they were lost and rejoicing in the fact that when they're found. And you can't recreate an atmosphere like this and and so many times i've been frustrated in the past that you know going and experiencing something like this and then coming home and trying to trying to express it and trying to tell you and trying to but i don't need to recreate an atmosphere i just need to remind god's people that he's the atmosphere that he's the one that brings revival he's the one that brings the conviction he's the one so my challenge that i was challenged with and i'm passing on to the church is don't fall into the rut that I was in and just thinking that because I'm trying to be a blessing to all these young people or you're trying to be a blessing to uh, these older people or you're trying to be a blessing to a Sunday school class or you're trying to be a blessing to uh, the choir or you're trying to be a blessing to your local church in this ministry or that ministry or you're trying to be a blessing. Don't fall into the rut where you stop letting God be a blessing to you and reminding you of where you were and reminding you of how where you could be if it wasn't for him. And if we all start getting back to that attitude, we'll have revival just all by ourselves. And that's when it spreads. But I want to close in prayer, and then I want to go out with a song. Um, again, I sprung this on Brother Mike this afternoon, so I'm not sure what it's going to sound like. But the words say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much for the kids. Thank you for their hearts to stand and tell the church, thank you, tell you thank you, God, for what you've done in your life, for their life. God, we know they're nervous, and we know that you did some big things in their hearts, God, that, and God, that you're still working on them. The best part is, is that our youth group, our young people, they don't have to go back and wonder where they're going to go to church. They have a good local New Testament church that loves them, that cares for them, that's here to support them. God, I pray that you be with us in the days ahead, the Wednesdays ahead, the Sundays ahead. Help them to be more dedicated to you with their attendance. God, help them to be more dedicated to you with their personal prayer lives, their personal Bible reading. God, help them all to be an inspiration to us to know that while we're ministering to others, we need just as much ministering as they do. Our Father, I thank you for all the things you challenged me in my heart this week. Thank you for my leaders. Thank you for my church and their willingness to always help and prepare and, and be there alongside us. God, I pray that as we sing this final song, you remind us of your blood. You remind us of what you did for us on the cross. 
and that you help us to take that joy and that presence with us this week as we go our separate ways. In Jesus' name, amen.